Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, Provoke, the podcast that takes a provocative look at advertising as a whole. I am your host, uh, Brian Wilder, and we have Kelsey Shalou in the studio, and uh, we also have a special guest. Go ahead and uh, introduce the listeners out there. Introduce the listeners to yourself. Hi, guys. Uh, it's Jessica Castanera. I work at Evoke as an account manager and specializing in travel and tourism. Awesome. So uh, with that said, uh, we are going to be talking today about... The idea of selling wanderlust, um, I guess for, for those of you out there who aren't familiar with that with, with that term, I guess it was it's probably just like almost a, a romanticized kind of sentiment uh, that kind of centers on traveling. Yeah, I feel like it's something that's kind of ingrained in certain people that's just this longing and this desire to get out and explore. Kind right. of like that cliche, not all who wander are lost. Mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of goes mm-hmm. to tie mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. And so much of this conversation is kind of going to center on just whether or not it's something that's marketable um, and and eventually ultimately profitable, uh, whether it's for brands or for, um, you know, uh, agencies. Uh, so before we kind of jump into the questions. This. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Surprise. She's not ready. Oh, I have so many good memories. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to start the conversation and go around the room and have everybody kind of recount their favorite recent kind of travel memory. Is there a time limit on this? <laughs> no, no, no. You can go. You can actually go as far back as you want. Just whatever one kind of really stuck out at you and really kind of embodied that idea of wanderlust. Actually, I got one. Go ahead. Okay, so recently I was out in California, Southern California, mm-hmm. um, and I headed up to Mammoth Mountains, Mammoth Lakes, which is a pretty well-known ski area, and uh, I love skiing. I'm a big skier, and it was our plan to go downhill skiing, mm-hmm. and we got there, and I was like, you know what? We should do something different. We should go cross-country skiing, and I grew up in upstate New York, so I have used to go cross-country skiing, and I've done it, but it's been a long, long time, Right. and it was my partner's first time. And we went out and the two guys in the shop that were getting us ready, like we were asking all these questions, like, can you give us little like tips and tricks on how to do this? And as we were leaving, they were like, if you're not back by five, like we'll send the search team out for you guys. And we're like, okay, thanks. At least they got us. (laughs) So we hit the track and like the first 500 feet we were figuring out, but then we just like got into the groove of it and we spent all day just roaming backcountry mountain on skis. The sun was out and it was not what we went up to originally do. We were mm-hmm. going to do something that we had done before, but we went outside of our comfort zone, and it was really, really awesome. We were definitely not good as, like, the 65-year-olds that were out there just, like, right. beating us because they do it, like, every single day. But, um, yeah, we just did something that was completely different and uh, had such an awesome time. So recent travel memory, that's mine. Yeah, I would say mine's fairly recent within the last year as well. Okay. It was my honeymoon. And I know it sounds so cliche, (laughs) but it was actually the exploration factor that we added in that made it so memorable. Mm -hmm. Um, We went to St. Lucia. Cool. We're going to a sandals. Yes, very stereotypical. Um, Come to find out the flights were actually cheaper if we flew out a day early. Okay. So... (laughs) Obviously, I didn't want to pay an extra hotel night at Sandals because of the price, and I was looking for something more affordable. I did some research on my own and found just almost, I want to say bed and breakfast, but I wouldn't even really go that far (laughs) as a bed and breakfast. Um, So we ended up getting the cheaper flight the day before, booked that, showed up, had no idea where we were going, how we were getting there. Right. Um actually got lucky we went to the sandals counter the day early and just said 
hey, where is this? Can <laughs> someone help us out? So, so we did have a driver drop us off over there. It was interesting. It was during the election mm-hmm. in St. Lucia, which I don't know if, huh. if you're familiar with how things work there. It's very intense and very aggressive. And I want to say it was the first time that somebody had actually come up as a competitor for the existing president right um, and, and it, it was a big deal so at first we thought there was a huge riot going mm-hmm. on they had about 20 people packed into the back of the pickup several pickups and throughout the entire night just driving around the streets of saint lucia i mean we're relatively close to the airport um i would say maybe 10 minutes out mm-hmm. but it was definitely within local territory there were locals houses around us and everything else and they played very loud music and megaphones and just yelling it 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 was definitely interesting we didn't even plan out food (laughs) there was nowhere to really go they didn't have uber Mm -hmm. or at least that we knew of Mm -hmm. we ended up finding a domino's that delivered (laughs) which is absolutely ridiculous yes um and the final factor was the ac didn't work in the room and this was memorial day weekend or close around mm-hmm. it was probably about 100 degrees maybe 120 in our oh, room wow um halfway through the night when we just couldn't take it anymore i was like this has to be wrong she said it worked we didn't have the button switched over so it was a very it, it, it wasn't anything resort style it was like as if you just went airbnb style but, uh-huh. but on the local level it <laughs> right. was it was pretty awesome because we had a lot of the locals come up into the little courtyard area of mm-hmm. the hotel um and we just talked to them they were so friendly we talked to them about everything culture cool. um things to do outside of the resort um, so it was really awesome. We even had avocados and, and nice. everything else and the trees around us. It was mm-hmm. just very authentic feeling. And while we were concerned as typical U.S. travelers going internationally, security was something that was important to us. But it was sort of the one of those, I didn't really care because I wanted the good deal on the right. flight. <laughs> awesome. It was that. It was worth it. But it, it ended up being awesome and, and yeah, it's so kind of lit. Definitely, the rest of the trip was great once we got to the sand. <laughs> right, right, right. But it, it was just it's interesting that to you see. Get to see the you would not have gotten to see all of that no. culture if you mm-hmm. exactly a different world, especially because those resorts typically are are sectioned off right. entirely from from right. everything else. Good one. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, I guess for me, it, it was domestic. It was for my thirtieth birthday. Uh, my wife and I went to New Orleans. And that was my first time going to New Orleans. And I completely fell in love with the city as soon as we as soon as we landed. Um, it, we we had an Airbnb um, that was fairly close to oh, I can't even remember the the, the neighborhood, but um, it was probably about a twenty minute drive from the downtown area. Mm-hmm. But instead of taking Ubers or Lyfts and stuff like that, we we took the trolleys. Nice. Yeah, we took the trolleys in and out of town almost every every day. That's awesome. Um, so of course we hit up you know Cafe du Monde and yeah. you know three times a day exactly <laughs> not just once three times a day. <laughs> just hanging out in the French Same. Quarter and just um, had some of the best seafood I've had in my life and oh, that's awesome. and um, I think what the the coolest thing about it is everybody that we met it, they 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 had this 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 
familiarity to them. Like mm-hmm. they reminded me of someone that I knew from home and, and not even, not even Orlando, but, but where I'm originally from Charleston, South Carolina is it, there were people that we ran into because there are a lot of similarities, mm-hmm. a lot of similarities architecturally, culturally between Charleston and New Orleans. And so, and I guess that's kind of where that came from. Oh, I also had like the best fried chicken I've ever had in my life. Um, <laughs> hit, up Willie, hit up Willie Mays, Scotch House, if you haven't. Um, so yeah, I think that's, and we've talked about this, Kelsey, just about how like it's the people, yeah. like the people that really make a destination. Um, and so that was that was kind of one of those instances that I was like, man, you I could totally throw this entire experience, throw it, an Instagram <laughs> filter over this this entire experience. That's awesome. I so, yeah. to Nola in a couple weeks. It's the ultimate melting pot, I feel like. Oh, it's, 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 it's a great it's place. If you haven't been, I, just I, I stop put it on your... Just stop now and honestly, yeah, right, right. Just, just pause it, pause the podcast, <laughs> come book back a trip, to us. <laughs> and then come back and let us know how it went. Um, so let's kind of jump into the conversation at hand. Uh, just the idea of like selling Wanderlust. Like, okay, so for me, like I, like I mentioned before, Wanderlust is kind of just this catch-all term that, that, that really describes the the feeling mm. that comes with emotions. traveling the, the a lot of the not a lot of the emotions exactly that come with exploring on either a new place or maybe it's a place that you've visited before but maybe in a different perspective um but i think a lot of people t- don't talk about like the the how the sauces are just made when it mm-hmm. comes to traveling and that's always one thing that's been a hang up for me cuz i love the destination but sometimes the journey can be a little kind of like nerve-wracking so like how, like what are kind of some some strategies that you guys have experienced that kind of that kind of help you circumvent the 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 not so great things that can come with traveling I think for for me personally, they're just always going to be there. Mm-hmm. And as someone who has that desire to travel, right. a lot of that comes from the excitement of the journey okay. and not knowing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the funny stories after a lot of, you know, when you're going back, you're not talking about, I went to Paris and took a picture with the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. You're talking about, oh my gosh, when we had this layover and then that flight was canceled and, and everything <laughs> exactly. else and we all had to go running and... It's those things that I think are what make the trip. Mm-hmm. So so kind of going back to the idea of, of marketing to someone who, who may be overwhelmed by that experience or, mm-hmm. or lack that natural longing to travel or feeling you have inside to travel. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely an uphill battle to market to someone and in that realm, if that makes sense. Right. Um, because you have to basically explain that those are the types of things that really make the trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gives a character. Right. Um, well, so we're just told our favorite stories of travel. And when you think on an agency side, whether you are doing something like we do at Evoke and you have all of these different counties or um, you know destinations or you are a in-house and you just have – you're selling like a very specific resort or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. Um, you have to sell the story that goes with that place. So stories have colorful characters and they have uh, events that happen and go on and um, you have to put out, you know, pretty pictures which kind of captures the audience to right. get them to first say, whoa, check this out. But there has to be a story behind that picture and um, I go back to Away, which I've talked about before on this podcast, but, you know, at the end of the day, Away is 
making money by selling suitcases, but they don't sell suitcases without telling stories about all these places that Mm -hmm. they know of people traveling. And um, Away recently put out uh, a magazine. I think it's a quarterly magazine. It's called Here. And it literally just tells travel stories. And Airbnb also did the same thing. So we see these travel brands, um, you know, being destination places, but then coming up with different types of content, whether it's print or on social that are giving us stories and so airbnb now has a magazine and it's the same thing like you know what should you here is a you know local travel guide to this city or that city or so on and so forth so and i think too it plays off of travel blogging okay it's so popular now even more than ever because people love reviews Mm -hmm. even on amazon i could get lost for four hours trying (laughs) to buy a set of bed sheets just because i'm reading all the reviews that's awesome i think it it goes so much more beyond the visual yeah i think reviews on what like social or yelp or um uh travel what is the uh i'm just having a blank spot what's the, the big travel um uh TripAdvisor? TripAdvisor. That's the one. Thank you. That's like there are several. Yeah, there's there's multiple. But people leaving reviews and being able to vouch for different things definitely has made like a difference in travel and tourism. And the other thing with social is people being able to tag locations and tag, uh, whether that's like in a location or actually adding different destinations or hotels and stuff that they say at, um, that's where people go for information what people are up to and what you know it's kind of this click through you know book if you will that gets you from a picture to an account that might be of interest to you or your friends or family and kind of so on and so forth it's that engagement factor that you get you feel like you're experiencing it through the story just Mm -hmm. you know as kelsey said when we started we're telling our own stories but you can't help but get excited about someone else's story going somewhere mm. either because you've been there before and you start remembering things. And I think that's what solidifies it. If you had said, you know, I definitely wouldn't be a cross country skier. <laughs> I, I, that just doesn't <laughs> sound fun. But hearing you going on that adventure and doing it as someone who hasn't done that makes me get excited. Like, hmm, I think I I might try that one day. You know, right. it, it's hearing it sparks those, something. Exactly. So I think that's huge having that forward facing where it's accessible to, you know, your consumers and, and those that you're marketing to to get you to come to the destination. Let the destination speak for itself. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the people will, will follow. Exactly. So on the flip side of that, well, we've talked about people who kind of have that innate need to travel. Mm-hmm. What about the people who aren't necessarily inclined to want to explore outside of their their city or their state or their country? I think personally, I was going to say, I could take this one and <laughs> go, go. I have a hard time to relate to that. Yeah. I also have a hard time relating to it. But um, so I'm originally from Sandusky, Ohio. Okay. Um, it's on Lake Erie, just smack dab between Toledo and Cleveland, right okay. there in the middle. Um Sandusky in itself is pretty big. Um, they have Cedar Point. It's mm. just, it's huge, especially in the summer, but everything closes down in the winter. Okay. I remember going on a trip up there to see my family, and Cleveland Airport was too expensive to fly into, so I flew into Columbus, which is about two and a half hours versus a 40-minute drive right. to right. pick me up from the airport. And it, I love my family, if you're listening, but <laughs> it, it was a... a a very stressful thing 
for them mm. to drive two and a half hours to get there. Mm. They haven't been outside of the city. They haven't really explored. That's just not something that they've ever been accustomed to. Right. And even introducing that back to them or talking to them about stories of places I've been and everything else, it, it's just, it's not there it's because... Not interest. They, it, exactly. They don't feel it. It's something that you can't exactly... Seek out, how am I going to convince them? Like, I wouldn't want to spend my time convincing someone of how great something is mm-hmm. if it's just not there. So to me personally, because there are so many people interested and have that desire, I would focus my marketing on that, bringing them to my destination because it's something that's already there versus fighting an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Hmm. If that makes sense, that's that's my personal take. Just seeing it from my family's point of view and my point of view, which is right. the opposite. Well, I mean, I guess me being the the optimist um, that <laughs> I, I am. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I totally mean, no, no, it's no, it's totally. Yeah, no, that's that's totally. Re- that's just how it is. That's the that's the realism of it. There are just some people who aren't inclined to go outside of the boundaries, go outside of that box. But um, I think going back to the the story I was telling about New Orleans and how there were a lot of similarities between New Orleans and my hometown, I think that's where you can kind of crack into that mm, audience. That's a very good point. You know what I mean? Like, and and being able to tell that story with a hint of familiarity for those people who might not be inclined to travel as much. Right. Um, like, I think that that's and my, and it might not always work, but I think you can make more leeway, get more leeway when you bridge that gap between where they've been and where they could be yes. um so i, I mean i i think there's always an opportunity because I, I i grew up overseas and I, I grew up traveling a lot and i think being traveling is one of those things that's, that's super beneficial for everyone I, I i mean i implore everyone to travel even if it's going outside of state lines and mm-hmm. coming back like it, it gives you a, a better broader sense of the world around you and it makes you and I kind of appreciate the things that you have as well as the, the things that other people may have or not have. Right. Um, so yeah, that's just that's just that's just me trying to trying to be the the optimist in it. But um, Kelsey, what do you like? Where do you see like what what kind of um ideas do you have as far as like pulling people off the couch or pulling mm-hmm. people out of their homes? Mm-hmm. Like, well, this is I'm gonna read iterate something that we've actually talked about before just for a second right we've right. talked about disney and epcot and okay. how you can there's you know and i'm sure that there's models like this across the country or states wherever you are mm-hmm. that maybe are still in the comfort of your own home but are um pushing you outside of the comfort zone a little bit more but right like you just said um traveling does put you outside of your comfort zone and yeah. i think that's where you earn a lot of grit and character mm-hmm. and um, when I went to Spain, you know, for a semester, I didn't know the language. I didn't know anyone there. I was all right. by myself and I was very much in this little world of Kelsey. And I mm-hmm. had to go through a lot of, um, like internal lessons as well as worldly lessons. So, um, thinking about getting off your couch and go getting out is like not necessarily what is it going to like do in an external factor, like right. not the mountains you're going to climb or, you know, the lakes you're going to swim in or whatever it might be, but challenge you, make it a challenge of self and like, what are you going to learn out there? But another thing to think about is what is your own personal hobby that you do in your 
day-to-day life, whether that is, a, you know, painting, you're a painter, you're a chef, or, you know, you like to just even read books, go and try to find that in a different place that has a different right. food scene, mm-hmm. that has maybe this beautiful art history that, you know, you've only heard about on TV or, you know, you have never actually gone to go experience. Take your day-to-day hobby in your comfort zone mm-hmm. and go find it, go seek it in another place. Um, because then while you're getting out and you're still going to see something and challenge yourself at least it's kind of in this comfort of something that's already dear to your heart uh you know and, and go choose and i definitely do that myself with you know whether it's going skiing or hiking or you know wherever i can go uh play around on the earth a little bit but you know find that little sector that's yours and mm-hmm. go find it in a different place and on the flip side share your story Mm-hmm. that's a way of connecting mm-hmm. like, like put yourself out there in that way where you're not only gaining something from the destination that you're going to but you're bringing something to the table yeah yeah Me- love it so yeah you know we're we're giving you we're giving these people all this free advice you know <laughs> i mean it's just one of those things yeah there's a lot of insight here um and, and speaking of which i want to kind of like jump into the future so to speak because yeah. you know the, the travel landscape is always changing i mean jessica you you keep up with it day in and day out there you know there's a curveball that i feel like gets thrown every time every quarter it's like oh we thought that people were going to travel in this way but now they're doing this or they're not <laughs> traveling at all and you know it's kind of just like being able to kind of stay one step ahead mm-hmm. of of the landscape so i kind of wanted to talk about a few um travel and tourism trends of 2018 and maybe kind of just like some predictions that we that we might have moving forward um so i'll start uh i i think one thing um, i consider myself a big technophile so i think one thing that's really you're going to see a lot of if you don't already is the emergence of like chatbots that you, people can interact with whether it's through facebook messenger or slack or whatever um that kind of allows people to get a lot of important frequently asked questions answered uh without having to rely on that traditional travel guide or like that travel agent you remember remember, guys remember travel agents no yeah i don't see i don't see juxtaposition right there like you would actually go to a physical travel agent's office to book trips like that was a thing that happened and i think there's although there's still some importance in having that expertise Mm. i think it's going to kind of like change and adapt to the, the the current very techno centric sure. kind of environment um we already have all of that like all of our travel booking like right. it's already all online so right having someone that's always there to answer questions that makes sense because we I mean we, a lot of us have a lot of tend to have very important questions mm-hmm. about travel whether it's the travel basics like what do i pack mm-hmm. um like how many bags should i take just, just checking a bag worth it kind of, like just simple yeah. stuff like that that you would normally google you can actually bring that into your brand and bring that onto your brand interface mm-hmm. and and kind of save people the step of having to go outside of your site to get those questions answered and through video too i think right. that's something that's super important now. Mm-hmm. i mean you can go on and look up the video a video of somebody who stayed in the exact room mm-hmm. in the exact location exactly. that you were in if that's something that's important to you the possibilities are endless mm-hmm. trends anyone oh uh, well i mean I just kind of had this thought because I was just talking about Spain, and I think I kind of want you to comment on the anti-staycation okay. first because <laughs> I kind of – I do have um, something I want to throw out there, but can you – oh? 
No, I was going to say, if you want me to throw one out there just before we get to that, yeah, extended sure. vacations. That's something that, again, we talked about. I don't ah. think it's, I don't think it's new, it's but it's always going to be a trend. Mm-hmm. Whenever you can capitalize on, I'm going on a work trip and I can take an extra day in this exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, the world that I came from, I used to work over at NASCAR mm-hmm. and we were on the road. However many weeks it is, I don't even remember now. And and that's why I saw so many places that I did. I was mm-hmm. lucky enough to have boss that allowed us to do that. Take mm-hmm. a day or two on either side, but it was super important. And it became, you know, that day of exploring the city that we were in mm-hmm. or driving a couple hours, you know, across the state line, as you said. Right. Those are things that I would have never been able to do. Mm-hmm. I would have never been able to go to half the places if there wasn't that opportunity to extend off of a work trip. Absolutely. Yeah. That, yeah. I didn't even think about like extended vacations. And I wonder if that can also kind of creep into the idea of like, say you planned a four day vacation, like not even work related. And then on the fourth day, some deal pops up to where, Oh, if you add an extra night or an extra two nights to your current stay, you Mm. can get so-and-so taken off like 20, 40, 50% off. Like, I wonder if that's something that also can kind of be put into that extended vacation box. You know what I mean? It absolutely can. Okay. Because there have been times in the past where I've traveled and I've I've contemplated, like, extending an already planned vacation because, you know, it's like, why would you pass up this deal? This is a fantastic deal. Like, they'll, they'll not only, you know discount your your current state but they'll also help you set get you set up with like discounted plane tickets on your way out and have do all the the schedule changes for you and i'm like Dude, this is like a whole concierge service that i didn't even think was going to be included exactly. in my my trip so um travel brands hey. if you're not doing it keep it take notes take notes uh, <laughs> and kind of like you know talking about if you're, you already have this thing that you're going to but tack a day on and off um as music fests become more right. popular, mm-hmm. I mean, people travel like to different countries for music fests. Um, and there's actually a festival called Wonderlust, and yeah. it's all mm-hmm. fitness, yoga kind of based. Um, but, you know, if you're it, tacking on a day before or after, if you're not from uh, California or New Zealand or wherever it is that you might be, you know, going to travel and, you know, building more days to um, set event, whether it's mm-hmm. a music fest or a sports game or whatever it could be. I see. A marathon. Yeah. Being yeah. a former marathon runner, that's something I looked at which race I was going to do, obviously, after Based I on got the first one out of the way here locally. <laughs> I couldn't handle travel on top of that. Right. Um, but that was something that was exciting. Okay, what's the next big race? And mm-hmm. I think you've seen that evolution of – um, like the rock and roll marathon series. Mm. It, it's international oh, yeah. now. Right. I mean, you can literally be in your comfort zone with mm-hmm. running, running, mm-hmm. running a race that you know the brand and, and can identify with because you've done it before. You know what you're going to get there, but you're it's taking you to, to all these places. So you still have that, that level of comfort and that plays off to also well, what we had talked about. about. Yeah, see, it's all full circle. <laughs> Blowing my mind, man. <laughs> all right, so Brian is going to talk about anti-staycation. I'm assuming Am I? Your, Yeah, I'm going to make you. Um, before, before you even do, 
is is this more of like don't stay in a hotel and strap your backpack onto your back and continue to move? No. Talk to them. Mm-mm. So I think the narrative that's been pushed a lot over the past year or so, and I, I even evoke we've talked about this um, in our blogs and on the podcast, is this idea of like, I don't even want to say it from a generational standpoint, but you know, millennials <laughs> do this, millennials don't do that. Um, but it's like this idea of staycationing, just staying in your city and kind of just oh. exploring, you know, this pocket or that neighborhood yes. that you never would have considered. And, you know, this is the, this is, this is the thing that people are going to do. Traveling is just not an option anymore. Stay home and kind of just explore your own city. I don't believe that <laughs> too much. Even living in Orlando, mm -hmm. you don't believe that. I don't don't think that that's going to be a trend to keep as sharp an eye on uh, moving forward because people are actually traveling. People are traveling, and I think people are staycationing too, though. Yeah? Yeah, I do. (laughs) I do. I do. I'm very surprised by this because I absolutely do. Maybe it's because of our location and there really are endless possibilities in terms of where you can go, the different types mm-hmm. of things you can do. I mean, the, there's no real season aside from the fact that it's 30 degrees out in Florida today. <laughs> Weird. But it's a year-round thing here, so maybe that's why. But, but would you consider that a vacation? No, no. no. It's like a Friday night or like yeah. a Saturday night. It's probably just like part of routine. But I also think that could be my like age and the situation in life that I'm in in mm-hmm. college. Um, but like on the cultural urban identity uh, episode, right. I express like how much I do love that and mm-hmm. do love finding out Orlando's culture through going to like the NZN or like different museums and stuff like that. So I don't think that I would not consider that a vacation. Okay. At all. I would consider that like a Friday afternoon. Right. And I think too, for me, a lot of it is having that desire to travel but not necessarily being able to go on a vacation, whether it be financial constraints right. or time. Yeah. I want to say I went to and did something, something. Mm-hmm. but not like a Friday after. Like, it's more fun <laughs> to say, ooh, staycation. Yeah. Right. It's more fun to feel like you went and did something that yeah. was planned like a vacation but it's not going to cost you the same. It's not, you're not, you know, gone for, you know, I'm taking time off work. Mm. Um, but it still feels like an extended weekend maybe or something. And and I can say, ooh, staycation. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it's exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a larger scale, last semester, uh, it was a Saturday, probably a Saturday. I woke up really early and I drove up to St. Augustine. And I spent the whole day in St. Augustine just like, looking at stuff I climbed up a lighthouse and that might be staycationing on a larger scale because it wasn't just in my backyard I had to drive like an hour and a half two hours to it I don't even consider that a staycation that's a that's a vacation to me when you you vacate when you You vacate vacate that one space that's already readily available to you day in and day out Mm. to go explore something that's not necessarily within familiar territory Mm. I feel like a vacation requires like like a multi-day, which might make me sound like... <laughs> but that's where <laughs> I... And I'm sorry. No, and but that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. My idea of staycation is multiple days. Yeah, and like no phone. So if I'm going to Tampa least, for no the weekend laptop. or something and, and staying somewhere mm-hmm. outside of my house, 
but it's it's Tampa. So yeah, I don't even hours, know if so I could that to me is a staycation. I don't yeah, even think you, if I yeah. you say Tampa, oh, it's Tampa. It's Tampa to you, but yeah. Tampa could be a whole other world to someone um, like your family in Ohio who's it never be been a outside. Vacation, but for me because it's, it's close proximity, yeah. it's a staycation. So it's proximity that's, that determines whether or not something is a vacation like, versus a staycation. Proximity in conjunction to. Oh, multiple days. I think it's, it definitely has to be multiple so it's days. Time, like you did. Time, time, proximity. Plus proximity. Plus squared. fun because it's a vacation. Like, yeah, anticipation. <laughs> yeah. Anticipation is a big part. Anticipation, vacation. Okay, next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I'm stuck on this now. So it's, it's okay, so Yo, time. Va- vacation to person to person is completely different. Right. So maybe it's just the idea of redefining the re- redefining what a vacation, vacation means. Is. Maybe we completely abolish the word vacation. vacation yeah. I don't know. I'm freaking what? out. <laughs> Ryan doesn't even know what to do right now. <laughs> well, you can't completely do that because my favorite song, you know, vacation, I am one. <laughs> then you would have to get rid of that song. No, you that's Duncan's day. Yeah. No, it would still yeah, live within the like, annals of history, but. Different, different like tiers of vacation. I mean, yeah, I don't but then think I get, you get too granular. You get too granular yeah, with it. I don't think that like luxury is part of vacation. I think mm-hmm. if I left my proximity for multiple time mm-hmm. in a tent somewhere in Georgia, like that'd be a vacation exactly. to me. But yeah, the, what a vacation is to each person. Oh, I also think it, it consists of like, <laughs> like. Um, like experiences, like events, whether they're planned or not planned, Mm -hmm. which I guess going to St. Augustine or something like that, like you do have experiences, but... I don't know. I think that's it's something that that definitely merits a a much deeper conversation for a different <laughs> episode. Um. So with that said, I want to thank Kelsey and Jessica for coming in and, and hanging out with me today. Thank you guys. Thank you. Um. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, be sure to send them to provoke. That's p r o v o k at evokead dot com. It's a new year, twenty eighteen. Our inbox is lonely. <laughs> Let us know how you feel, and um, be sure to also follow us on all of our social media accounts um and adver- at evoke advertising um just to kind of keep up with our contributions to the advertising world um as far as today's quotes concerned uh this comes from rachel wolchen who is a author <laughs> she wrote some stuff yeah um and she said and i think this is very appropriate uh if we were meant to stay in one place we'd have roots instead of feet y'all take care mm-hmm.